Okay, so here we are being recorded, series two, episode nine, The Blonde Leading the Blonde, with um, <clears throat> very summary looking Les Graham in Scotland. Well, it's summer. Did you not know? I didn't think you had summer. <laughs> well, compared with down there, it's not at all. Compared to down there, although, you know, my dogs are really feeling it. Well, well, well we have to think they are. Normally it's snowing, isn't it? I know. I know. You're right. You look very summery. You look very slim as well. No, I'm not. Well, neither, really. Um, no, I'm not slim or summery. <laughs> you do? Look at you it's and just... all your summery gear. It's very, um, yeah, very hot here, very stifling heat. Although saying that, I'm in the lounge and it's really quite cool in here. Is it? Mm, yeah, because I keep it closed. The windows are closed and the doors closed. So um, the, yeah. I've got the window open in here, but I've got the blinds kind of half shut, just enough to let some air in. Yeah, you're in a bungalow, aren't you? So you sleep downstairs. That must be quite nice. Yeah. Well, we don't sleep downstairs because it is not downstairs. <laughs> no. <laughs> where, 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 do, where do you sleep then? Well, I sleep on the same level. It's not a down... I don't go downstairs. <laughs> oh, well, I go oh, upstairs really and it's very hot. <laughs> Sorry? I go upstairs and it's very hot upstairs. I bet it's very hot upstairs. And it's even hotter. I, mean, I, mean, I suppose. Upstairs. What's what? If I go up two flights of stairs, it's incredibly hot up there. I bet. I suppose we're kind of upstairs because we're on the hill. So if you come in from the front door, we're on the level. And if you come in from the back door, we're upstairs. I know, but you're always talking about your steps and your ramps and all the rest of it. You've <laughs> got stairs somewhere. <laughs> from the back garden up the stairs. Because we're mm. on the hill. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm sure people love this podcast. It's so interesting, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I know. It was, uh, it, it was funny talking about temperature at the beginning, about my dog's feeling it, because there's a lot of stuff on Facebook at the minute saying, um, oh, you know, it's a load of nonsense, saying dogs get heat stroke and blah, 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 and you know what about the dogs in the hot countries that you don't hear them complaining about it and you hit the nail on the head like when we first opened up about dogs because you said my you know I said my dogs are feeling it even though it's only at the minute it's 22 and it'll get up at 25 today but yeah. we're not used to it we're no. not used to it getting above 20. Well the thing is we don't there's no um you know, we don't have like a gradual increase either, do we? So it's not like it goes from cold to like 18, 22 and up. It goes from quite cold and wet to 32, like, in, you know, in a couple Overnight. of days. Yeah. Yeah. So no, there is no time to get used to it. I mean, I saw a post on Facebook yesterday that freaked me out. It was like a dog apparently got heat stroke in the house. So I don't know how that happened. But, oh my um, God. So went out for a few hours yesterday and left the dogs at home. Oh God. But um, no, they've, they've been fine actually. How, how's the little in Colton with that? Yeah, not too bad. So we go out like crazy early, of course, like you do in this weather. So six o'clock and stuff. Um, no, it's all right. I'm quite lucky. I mean, um, the house is not incredibly cool, but it's not too hot. And I've got the doors open at the back. So um, they're quite, dogs tend to go down the side and lay on the, um, you know, on the patio under the cover. Uh -huh. So... Yeah, they seem to sort themselves out. 
and the dog's like lying in the hall um, on the lionel and yeah. he's been lying in the kitchen and in the sun, silly dog. So I had to bring mm-hmm. him in. But um, yeah, we've got the back door open. Well, I've got, I've had a lock put here. on the front gate now so I can leave the front door open. Uh-huh. It lets the air blow through and then Hugo will go and lay on the cold tiles out there. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's a shame you can't do anything with them, can you? Up out, walk them and then back in the house all day. Yeah, that, that's kind of it. But yesterday um, I had the, I put them in the paddling pool and oh, nice. had his first taste of water. Did he like it? He did eventually when he got in. He was, he was like, do you know how they just reach and reach and reach and then eventually they go in? Yeah, oh. so he did that, and then um, Dante was the funniest one. He didn't want to go in. He was like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't. Know. Oh, what is it? What is it?" Uh-huh. And it was it was really good. And then I went down this morning. You know, after I'd walked the dogs, I came in. I watered the garden. I went to pick the horse up, which was still kind of draped in the paddling pool. Yeah, it was full of bugs. It was disgusting. Oh, yuck. I know. I oh god, honestly, it, oh, it just made my skin crawl. The um, where the attachment, you know, the rose attaches to the horse pipe. Yeah, yeah. That was just covered in bugs. Oh. I know. And then the paddling pool was absolutely covered in these little black bugs. Just oh, made me feel sick. Well, the bugs—that's what they are. Oh. <laughs> But it was just, it's just covered. And, and I came over and I said, Can you, well, that's going to get tipped out today. I'm not putting the dogs in there. Got oh. enough problems with ticks. Don't need these little black bugs all over my dogs as well. Oh, no. Thought well, it's short-lived. I bought a paddling pool a couple of years ago for the dogs. And um, they just used it as like a massive water bowl. Didn't go yeah. Away. So I gave, I gave it away. Did you? <laughs> yeah, pointless. And it had a great big water bowl in the garden. But, um, oh, I was going to, what was the last thing you said? I was just just turning my phone off because it pinged. I didn't realise it was on noisy. Um, We were talking about bugs. That's him. He's lying. He's lying full length under the desk and scrabbling at my chest, at my um, filing cabinet. (laughs) That's what the noise is. But I don't want to put them in the crate. I will if I have to. Um, no, I can't remember what I was going to say. I was going to say something in relation to what you'd said. but You gave your paddling pool away. Yeah, no, it was something else. It wasn't about paddling pools, but never mind. Bugs? No, not bugs either. Horsepipes? Nope. No, no, no. Wasn't important? No, it wasn't important. No, well, I'll, if I think of it, I'll, I'll, t- I'll let you know. Okay. Did you have a nice birthday? I had a lovely birthday. Thank you very much. Do you feel you old? Do I feel old? No, I don't think is now. I know, 44. I know. Um, no, I don't really feel old. I, you know, look it sometimes. <laughs> but, I'm saying nothing. I had a nice day and I went over to my mum's for lunch, which was nice, and um, went through. My dad gave me a suitcase, a big suitcase, uh-huh. um, before Christmas. Massive, heavy thing with loads of, like... Um, stuff is collected over the years like memorabilia and all sorts of stuff so I didn't know what it was hadn't looked in it and um so yeah my mum's yesterday we sat and went through the suitcase oh how lovely were the photos then when you were baby there were not no not of me there were photos there are a few photos of my granddad when he was really young 
There's like his army service book and discharge of service. My grand's um, London School of Music um, qualifications. And oh, wow. Loads of stuff. What, yeah, what, like what did you qualify in? I don't know. Piano. She played the piano. Awesome. So um, no, it's really nice. There's loads of like Concord memorabilia and... Concord? Yeah, well, I went, we went on Concord the day before the Air France crash. You did? Yeah, flew British Airways Concord, and um, oh my god, Ross! Day was the crash, and then out of service. I didn't. I didn't know you'd flown on Concord. No, I know. I'm full of surprises. <clears throat> Obviously, full of it. Yeah. No, it was nice. It was. Um... <laughs> so it's it was really narrow, wasn't it? It was like a really long, narrow tube, wasn't it? Inside, like a really very small. Was it inside. only two by two or something? Yeah, two seats, and then a very narrow alleyway in the middle. Um, I'll send you pictures later. There's, I've got a picture of me walking along, ducking down, and um, yeah, it was nice. We found we've got the menu that we had for lunch. Wow! How old were you? Yeah. So yeah, cool, isn't it? How old were you? How old? Oh, probably. I don't know when the Air France crash was, but I would think 22-ish. Okay, so you were like an adult adult, not, not a teenage adult. <laughs> yeah, well, as adult as I get. Yeah, 22-ish. Are you Googling the Air France crash? Yeah, I am. Yeah, find out what year that was, because that's quite interesting. So, um, but yeah, so the Concord memorabilia, um, like newspapers from like big events like 9-11 and stuff like that. Um, a few cards and things, that birthday cards that I bought my gran and all sorts of stuff. So it's quite interesting, quite cool. I I don't remember this crash. I was think it's only, it was literally it was the year 2000, Ross. 2000? Yeah. Was it? So how old was 21 I 21 years ago. So I was like, what, 23, 24 or something? Yeah, how can I not remember that? Because it was such a, I mean, it was the millennium, wasn't it? Yeah. It crashed into, um, it, it crashed into a hotel. Did it? See, I don't remember the details. Yeah, it, it, the picture of it, it um, there's all the flames coming off it on takeoff. Yes, that's it, yeah. I wonder what day that... Oh, 25th of July, 2000. Yeah. So almost to the day, really, isn't it? It's the day, 20th today. Hmm. Yeah, fascinating. Wow. But, yeah, no, it's a cool experience. Very high and very fast. Wow, because I reckon it was caused, well, I reckon I've just read it, actually. It was caused by a piece of metal left on the runway from, uh, after falling from Continental Jet, it didn't clear the runway in between takeoffs. And, I can't um, remember. Um, no, but yeah. Huh, huh? What did you say? I said I can't remember that, I can't remember the details. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it came up on Google. It was... Um, I don't know why they'd be taken out of service. I can't remember. They were... I can't remember that either. I, I mean, it wasn't because of the crash that it was taken out of service, was it? I don't know. Because it was, I think, it was pretty... I'm just Googling that now. How ridiculous. Keep <laughs> Google is your friend. 
know. Amazing, isn't it? You start talking about stuff and then you go, actually, I can't remember that. Um, Oh, Concorde was retired from service in October 2003 after British Airways and Air France blamed a downturn in demand and increasing maintenance costs. Mm. So whether that's true or not, I don't know. No. It was like three hours to New York, wasn't it? Good God. Yeah, amazing. But did you feel it? Did you feel the speed? Because did you feel the speed? It's like you get pushed literally through a brick wall. So it goes... You it, you make you make a noise like when you push through this and, when you go uh, supersonic. Yeah, and then um, after that's it. Then after that's fine. You don't really notice any, don't feel anything. But like, it's like thirty-seven thousand feet, isn't it? I can't, I can't. I can't remember the details. I can't remember how fast it, it went. But so you, you take off would be normal, and then as you hit the sound barrier. Yeah, you're like, and then, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, quite strange. And it tells you there's a sign at the front, like in front of the seats, tells you how high you are and how fast you're going. Go to two Mac, wasn't it, or something? <laughs> <laughs> Quick. <laughs> Quick. Get to we the phone. Really, see who can Google it first. We should really Google, all, we should really have a conversation and Google all this stuff and then we'd look really knowledgeable, wouldn't we? Instead of I know, but the thing is, it, it, it went 2,000 miles, uh, 2,000 kilometers an hour. Two Mac. That's it, two Mac. That's what it said on the. More street. than twice the speed of, speed of sand. Yeah. Jeez, between London and Europe. Wow. That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. So, because we were talking at one point um, that what they should do is they should go oh straight up in the air into the is it the stratosphere and and then when if they came straight back down the Earth would have moved so they come back down again and and you should land where you want to be. Oh, I see, in a different place. Uh huh. Amazing. Full of, full of knowledge <laughs> full of something i don't know if it's knowledge or not but but that's what they're talking about when there was a galactic galactic travel or something where they go up in the stratosphere and come back down yeah don't fancy that do you not really I, um but what's his name of uh, richard branson richard branson's just gone under the edge of the atmosphere hasn't he he didn't go into space he says he went into space i said can you you know, Kenny's a physicist. And I went, oh, look, um, Richard Branson, he's been in space, hasn't he? He says, well, not really. He just went to the edge of the atmosphere. He didn't really go into space. <laughs> he didn't leave the atmosphere. It's like, ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he went into space as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, well, it sounds like, I mean, I, yeah, I really definitely wouldn't want to kind of do that. I don't like roller coasters, let alone shooting up in there. No, God. No, no, no. Yeah, um, it doesn't reach orbit. That's it. It doesn't reach orbit, so therefore it's not really. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Yeah, so that's all fascinating stuff, isn't it? It is very fascinating. So, did you have a nice day yesterday for my birthday? <laughs> Say that again. Did you have a nice day yesterday on my birthday? No, I felt like shit all day. Oh. <laughs> Oh, well, there we are then. Oh, well, there you go. There you there go. There we are. Oh, yeah. don't, don't try and dress it up, will you? <laughs> I had a great day. Thank you. It was lovely. 
<laughs> oh dear. Well, it's that heat gets to your head, doesn't it? I suppose. Like 20, yeah, 20 I just, I just had a really bad day, really bad nervous day. I couldn't, mm. couldn't see. Eyes were wrecked. Mm. Joints were wrecked. Everything hurt. I should, I, and and on days like that, you should just go right. Okay, it's a day that I'm not doing anything, and yeah. And, you don't you try and push through it and then by the time you get to bed you're just so ill you're kind of yeah, it's horrible. on cope no that sounds horrible no you should have just gone and laid down or i whatever. should have just went to bed yeah yeah oh dear how are you I feeling know. today better sorry i must got up i didn't hear you i said how are you feeling better today um i i'm on my feet yeah oh well that's good <laughs> i'm a lot a lot, lot better, but my eyes are just, my eyes are just so dry. Really, really dry today. Do the drops not help? Does it, is it affected by the weather? No. I, well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, mm. My eyes are really, really bad at the minute. Mm, yeah. I, just, I put some eye drops in, what, 15 minutes ago? And now you need more? Yeah. Oh God! How long have you had that dry eye then? It's um, oh, it's it's called oh God, Shogun's 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 Shogun's. I can't pronounce it. But basically, there's um, I mean, I mean, I'll tell you, it's a undifferentiated connective tissue disease, which is means that you get um pinged with lupus. I get lupus coming up in my bloods but then I also have something called Sjogren's which is also part of it so it's um dry eye dry tissues um inflammation and mm. then you have uh, Raynaud's which is where your circulation goes and then lupus and just arthritis and joint pain and it's just on a bad day it's horrific and mm. on a good day it's okay yeah Oh, well, let's hope for more good days. Rogan's your eyes, and it just, and my tongue as well. My tongue goes really dry and it goes cracked. I get like these cracks on my. So, so if you look in the mirror, your tongue, your tongue will be really smooth. And I look in the mirror, and it's got like all of these cracks on it. Yeah, no, my tongue's not really smooth. It's not very nice. <laughs> Isn't it? Have you not got a nice tongue? Well, I did have, but in, when the first lockdown came, oh. it went all a little bit like brownie and stuff. So I um, had to send the doctor pictures. And she came back and said, it's geographic tongue. Oh. Have you heard of geographic tongue? No, I haven't. Google it later, because you'll see. Google, do look at the images. Um, so, yeah, she said it's geographic tongue, and there's no treatment. Sometimes it gets better in a week or a month or six months or whatever. No telling. But the dentist said she doesn't think it's geographic tongue. It's just the thickness of the... Um, what, I don't even know what they're called, but the thickness that it, it kind of retains the colour of what you've had. So if I have like a red, like sometimes I'll have like a Barocco, you know, like a vitamin drink. Oh, one, yeah, yeah. Then my tongue will be really red. Um, but if I have coffee, then it's brown. Um, so I but, get that. <clears throat> I, get, I get, if I have a coffee, it goes brown. Yeah, it's probably, yeah, it's not very, well, mine gets yellow, it's horrible. But um, I've got now, I've got, I've bought a special tongue brush. I've got a tongue scraper. I yeah the whole thing and actually to be on doing that does improve it but I don't know if it was I was just swilling coconut oil for years wasn't I so I don't know if, if that has any 
good or bad effect to it. It's not supposed to have a bad effect. But anyway, so that's my tongue. <laughs> so if you look up um, Shrogan's S J S J O S J O G R E N S. Do you in S J O and it's come up? Shrogan syndrome. Yeah. And if you look at the tongue, and you'll see them that it's all cracked. Where does it? Where's the tongue? What do I have to click on to get the tongue? Just, just click on um, images, or just type in tongue. Oh, and basically, it, it ends up all. Um, it, it just looks like parched earth, and you just. I'm just dry all the time. My eyes have dried out. I get like dry skin, and and as you know, like with the lupus, my hair falls out. I go through stages of my hair falling out, which is really awful. Yeah, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's not the best thing in the world, that's for sure. No, oh, I found a tongue. Yeah, like cracks on it. It's all cracked. Yeah. Mm. I don't have coconut. Well, I'm not gonna say coconut. No. Oil, but no. Um, you just get like you know numbness and yeah, nerve pain and. It's joyful getting older, isn't it? Well, it's nothing to do with getting older. It's just just an autoimmune disease. Well, I didn't have it when you were People younger, did you? I mean, my mum had rheumatoid arthritis and um, my dad arthritis. So my mum had rheumatoid arthritis and lupus is related to rheumatoid arthritis. Mm. Yeah, a lot of these things are genetic, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. Bad, bad breeding pay, you know. I, I laugh with it and I say, oh, bad breeding pay. <laughs> I know, I think... You know, well, dogs have to have all sorts of health tests, don't they, before they can breed? No, don't go there because that's um, oh, that's what you call it. I mean, that's eugenics. what eugenics did you do, didn't he? Is it eugenics? eugenics? I think so. He he wanted that, didn't he? He wanted to. Uh, Hitler. We'd be okay, blonde haired and blue eyed, but yeah, I mean, he he did. He wanted the whole eugenics program where yeah, you had to have tests before you could mate and all yeah. of that lot. Oh, let's not go down that road. I don't know, looking at some people, it's not a bad <laughs> idea, is it? <laughs> yes, and only somebody with blonde hair and blue eyes could say that. <laughs> that was terrible. No, the, well, I wasn't really meaning aesthetically, I meant their behaviour, really. Okay, okay. So, um, behaviour-wise, um, yeah. maybe they just needed uh, more boundaries and discipline when they were younger. <laughs> maybe. 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 <laughs> <laughs> right what's next on the topic then <laughs> get myself in trouble i said something you are last... getting yourself in trouble <laughs> I said something on the last podcast i can't remember what that was i wish i didn't say it um <laughs> <laughs> that's the trouble isn't it that's the trouble um, and we don't we don't edit it. I know a lot of podcasts are edited and stuff. A lot of podcasts are edited. No, we ours don't is. Edit. I mean, as people can probably tell. I mean, if it was edited, it'd only be about ten minutes long, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> An hour of us googling and talking about <laughs> symptoms of <laughs> ill health. Yeah. Oh dear. Uh, I know. I um. I I made a big mistake yesterday. Actually, I'll admit this one. So. A, a good idea. Do you know how we? Do you know how we say never train your dog when you're not feeling very well? Oh no, yeah. Okay, well, never cut your dog's nails. Oh god, no. Hello, Emrys. Never cut your dog's nails when you can't see properly. 
No, that's a that's a yeah, that's a lesson for everyone, isn't it? That was a lesson that I learned last night. And mm. um I thought the thing is I thought I could see okay, but my vision must have been a bit blurred and I nicked his quick and his hind yeah. Ooh. And I didn't even realise until I got blood on my hand and then it was like, oh my God, I've cut through the quick. So then I went in my first aid kit to get my potassium permanganate, you know, the purple stuff. You yeah. didn't nail in. Didn't have any. Oh no. Oh shit. So then I went and found my looked my quick stop. Do you know they look like um Q-tips and you just snap the end off? Yeah. Have you seen them and then the fluid comes uh-huh. out and it's like a sterostrip thing? And um they dried out because I've never oh. used them. So that they've been there for years, haven't used them. They dried out. It's like, oh my god, what am I gonna do? So I messaged my friend Jill, how do I stop the quick bleeding? Because it wasn't stopping. No. No, she wasn't around. So then I messaged my niece, who's a vet. Jemma, how do I stop the quick bleeding? Didn't mm. get an answer. And I went, oh my God, what, what can I use? What can I use? Horrible. So luckily I had some tablet soap for the bath. And um, and I can remember it years ago. Um, I've only ever done it twice. I did it once with Bart when I was in New Zealand. And um, and I used it then and and. But it's not, it's, it's a painful thing to do. You have to put some pressure on the nail and then scrape it on the soap. Oh. So that wasn't very good. So I did that and um, that did the trick. And then my niece messaged back. She says, oh, if you've got any corn flour, a little bit of corn flour would have done it. Oh. So it's like powdery like that, like non-scented talc or something. I haven't got any. No, well, I wouldn't have anything like that. It's, so, no, it's horrible when you do that, isn't it? You feel really guilty as well. Oh, I, felt, I felt awful. And, I, and then because I was feeling like really ill anyway. Yeah, you just it, don't need it, do you? I, I didn't need it. <laughs> My puppy didn't need it. Kenny didn't need it. No. And um, What on earth went through your mind that you thought you'd cut their nails yesterday? You, you, know, you know the pressure we put on myself. And it's like, I must do this and I must do that. And, and it'd been on my list for, for like a week that I needed to just trim his nails. Mm. And and I didn't take much off. You know, I just touched it. But of course, because I'm road walking him a lot now, I road walk him every day. His nails are getting shorter. But it's a whole thing of, um, you know, I, I, I need to socialise my dog. I need to introduce my dog to this. I need to make sure he's okay getting his nails clipped. I need to make mm. sure he's okay you know, getting his ears cleaned, his eyes checked and, you know, his his dangly bits, you know, touched for when he goes, the whole lot. Yeah. And I think because I was really conscious that I was, um, that I hadn't, I hadn't cut his nails for a couple of weeks and I was thinking I need to make sure he's okay getting his nails touched. Mm. And you know what it's like when you're feeling rough, you don't think straight. No. And I just, I should have left it and I didn't. No. No, we well, can't help these things, can you? But it's um, mm-hmm. I get like I get a bit panicky about things. Oh, I must do that. I've got to do this. Got to get on with this. Yeah. And, um, which is ridiculous, really, because you know, but we can't help how we are, can we? No, I just I got in the right. You know, I was just like really putting myself under pressure yesterday. I need to do this, and I need to, I need to make sure he's doing that. And I haven't really introduced some dummy work. And I thought I need to get dummies now through a dummy from yesterday and he went oh this is great fun started shaking you said oh shit why did I do that you know no um, no yesterday wasn't the day for it was it but um no. I've done very little I've had a bit of a panic the other day well yesterday I think it was oh god I really haven't done 
I do the very same old training. I do the same little routine, like, uh-huh. which doesn't involve a lot, you know, sit down, stand, touch, heel, close, come, probably about it. I do the same little routine with very little progression. Uh-huh. I've done not really any kind of proper retrieve stuff or not done anything a lot, really. Not very so good. So you've been it. doing a lot, actually? No, I mean, it's very repetitive. I mean, it's not... No, it's not. I saw I've got a film on um, YouTube of Ida at 16 weeks. And she's doing way more than Huga does at 19 weeks. Well, I mean, it's the same. Like, he's very Ziggy-ish. Um, you, you know, energy-wise, he's very Ziggy-ish. And I was doing so much more with Zig. Yeah. And, and it, even more with Dante. But then I, I wasn't... I mean, with Dante, I was just starting to be unwell. But mm. with Ziggy, I wasn't. And I was doing loads with him. But then we're getting older, Ross, you know, and and I know yeah. you're only I know you're only 44. Yeah. But like I'm 54. Yeah. And I think yeah, and it changes. Yeah, I mean Hooger's a very different dog. I mean, like when I go for, for a walk in the morning, right? So I'll take I'll take the other oh, that sounded very cockney. When I go for a walk in the morning, right? Oh, did it? Uh-huh. I'm tired today. Um <laughs> I, let, I let my posh accent slide. Um, <laughs> oh, no, so I take the one out in the morning and then um, Huga goes back in his crate. So he comes out, has breakfast and all the rest of it. Then he goes in his crate while I walk the others and then come back, open the crate. He has a stretch. I don't have to do any kind of control around the crate because he's not bursting out. He has a little stretch. <laughs> wander through the dining room some point after that. Uh-huh. And then I open the front door and I'm like, kind of, mate, let's go. And it probably takes about three, four minutes to get to the car, which is just literally right outside the door. No. Yeah, he, comes, he wanders out the front door, sits down on the path. <clears throat> then I go open the gate. Then he might sit or lay down on the path out there while I open the boot of the car. And then um, I haul him into the back of the car. So he's, yeah, he's a very different dog. <laughs> so I, I mean, Ida would have been out there like a blooming shot at the back of the car. <laughs> wow. So yeah, different dog. And also I'm not, I've always been ready. I've always wanted to compete with my dogs previously and I'm not going to compete with him. So it doesn't seem so important. As long as he's, I mean, he's still, he's doing nicely out on his walks. He's, he's really nice at the moment with other dogs, not over the top, not overly interested, but playful with them and stuff. So that's the most important thing, isn't it? You can add to your training whenever. Yeah, it is. I am... Um... I'm just gonna put him in the crate, Ross, because he's wandering around. I'm resting. Okay, do you want me to sing or something while you're doing that? Yeah. Um, no, I won't subject. I won't subject our two listeners to that. What? I said I won't subject our two listeners to me singing. <laughs> <laughs> I um, he's he's really busy. I'd like to compete him, but he's so uh, he's really full on. He's very um, high stepping as well. And I was thinking, will I do some competitive obedience with them? Yeah. You know, it's something that I was thinking because he just, I mean, I'm doing, he's, he's got lovely loose lead walking. Yeah. Most of the time, most of the time he gets, he turns himself inside out when he sees people and dogs, yeah. which isn't good. No. Hopefully I'm getting on top of that. And um, Are you seeing improvements? I think so, but I live in the village, so I don't see that many people. No. 
you know, you know, and um, and even like our time town Kaluk's not really busy. I could take him through the Lanark, but I he's not he's not ready. I need to get him a bit more bomb proof before I put him in that situation where there's a lot of people. Yeah, that'll just flood him. That'll flood flood him completely. So it's it's getting that balance between meeting people or seeing people and seeing dogs or completely thrown in the, in at the deep end Atlantic. Yeah. Which isn't good. No, it's you need sort of incremental yeah. improvement, don't you? But Yeah. I've been quite lucky because it's quite... I go down to Northfield Avenue down the road, which is kind of all shops and busy and buses and blah. Uh-huh. So it's pretty cool with all of that stuff. Sirens, we have loads of sirens all the time and... Mm. He's fine with cars. He sees the cars go past. He's fine with the ducks and the geese. No, that's good. Mm. We haven't seen. We've seen some swans and um, herons. Oh, lovely. Yeah, well, not lovely, are they? Bloody ugly birds. You don't like birds, do you? No, but particularly herons and chickens have to be particularly high on the list of (laughs) birds not to like. Do you have many herons over there? We have a couple. Have a yeah. couple at the lock. Well, normally there's just one, but then through Atlantic, there's... I think they're very solitary, aren't they? I only ever see one at a time. Yeah, there's one there, and then there's one Atlantic, unless it's the same one, just kind of hopping in between the two. Yeah, it's it six, Atlantic's um, six mile away, so we're pretty close to Atlantic as well, and um, it, might be, it might only be four miles away. It. And, and there's loads and loads of swans at Atlantic Lock. It's a really big lock. Well, it's not really big, but it's a lot bigger than the Braidwood one. Do you have lots of squirrels? Um, I don't really see that many squirrels. I mean, there are them. We'll see them now and again, but not really. No. Do you? You more... do, don't you? Yeah, a lot of squirrels. See a lot of deer. Of I see deer most mornings. No, I don't see deer. I see Got rabbits. A couple of herds. <coughs> really you see them most mornings do you mm. Mm. And, no. and evenings as well if I'm out and if I look at the kitchen window um, in the morning then quite often I see them walking across ac- across the track you know crossing from field to field yeah nice isn't it yeah now I'm always putting pictures up of the hello dear and of the dear oh yeah no I am um, I used to see them in Oxfordshire they um yeah, come out of nowhere, don't they? Running. Yeah. I mean, the grass is like chest height at the minute, so you just see them. You just see like a head come up and have a look around and then they disappear. Yeah. Yeah. They're quite well camouflaged, actually, aren't they? Yeah. What I didn't realise is the little ones, the wee fawns, don't have a smell. They don't have a smell? No, they don't smell. So they don't have a scent. And so what happens is the door will leave. Do you know when you see like little fawns curled up? Yeah. In the middle of a field. And it's because the, the, the animals, the, the predators can't smell them because they don't give off a scent. And that's why the mum will leave them. She'll just leave them there, go off and do our stuff and then come back to them. Because they're safe, because nothing can smell. As long as they stay still, they'll be safe. Yeah. Do you have red kites up there? Yes, and buzzards. Do you? Yeah. yeah but we also have, um, not where we are, but a little bit further north, we've got golden eagles and white-tailed eagles. Oh wow! Have you seen them? Seen my tail. Haven't seen the goldens. 
Oh, wow. One two, I wanted to go up. We we went up to um, Fort William and a bit further north to see them. But I've seen there's a bird of prey centre in Cumbernauld, um, the yeah. World of Wings. Oh. And I love going through. They've got um, the, the fly vultures. So they've got a couple of um, a couple of vultures. They've got um, bald eagles. They've got a step a step eagle. They've got a caracara bird which is amazing. They're the ones that they kind of kill the snake by stepping on it, you know, really wow. tall. Um, so they've got them. And I go up there, haven't been up since lockdown. I've really missed going. Oh, that's I interesting. Would be like every, every month, every six weeks, I'd go through and get my bird of prey fixed. But I would love to go and see the golden eagles up right up north, you know. Oh, yeah, that'd be amazing. Oh, we've got, we've got those green parakeets, haven't we? Yes. I like them. They are lovely. They really apparently they're not very good for our own native species, but they're really nice to see. Yeah, no, they're decimating. Where Sand, Sandy lived in um, Walton Thames. Yeah. And you'd sit in a back garden, and the tree'd be full of parakeets. Yeah, it's lovely. I, I like them, but not good apparently. <laughs> in um, when we lived in Australia, we used, used to be the rainbow lorikeets, and you yeah, in the morning all the rainbow lorikeet would be out because we had. Um, where we lived, there was, did I have, uh, what, what are they called? Are they called princess balconies? What, Juliet balconies? Juliet balconies. Juliet balconies. <laughs> <laughs> I was running it through my head, Romeo, Romeo, it's a Juliet balcony. <laughs> oh, is that what it was? Romeo, princess, yeah, getting there. <laughs> no, I know princess, ended up with Romeo. Little hooks, and we had one of those, um, and they'd all be on the, Juliet balcony in the mornings. <laughs> Amazing. Which was great for me, but Kenny doesn't like birds, so he didn't particularly like it, but I loved it. Oh, that's nice. No, I like the sounds they make. I'll tell you what I do like, little lovebirds. They're cute, aren't they? Oh, they're gorgeous, aren't they? Yeah, really lovely. Did they not... I know oh, it was the canaries they used to use, wasn't it, in the mines? Yeah, if, if they died, you've got to get out. For the gas, yeah. yeah. Go down with the canaries in the cage. Yeah. Yeah. My housemate used to have a little canary in a cage. Yeah. There's a guy up the road, I haven't seen him to ask him what's happened, but he had um, he had an aviary in his garden. Saw it go up and then there was like a couple of um, canaries and then there was more and then there's more. Then he must have had like 20 or 30 canaries in the aviary, but it's a really big aviary. And yeah. um, I hadn't walked up that way for a couple of weeks and I went up and the whole lot had gone. Oh, really? The Avery is gone. Like, there's just nothing there in this place. And I thought, oh, they were noisy. Oh. I thought, I wonder, I wonder what's happened to them. Uh, apparently, it's not good for your lungs, is it, birds? Like that. Huh? My, um, un well, my dad's uncle, he used to have an Avery. Uh-huh. And it's something to do with the, f the feathers, I think. It's not good for your lungs to breathe, to be around them a lot. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just Googling that now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Nothing. I'm just... There's nothing that came up. Maybe... I'm... No. No, maybe that's wrong. I mean, I, I, I think um, the crap is supposed to be really bad for your lungs if, if you... Constantly dealing, is, is it not the the ammonia or something in it? Just inhaling. Yeah, I suppose ammonia is bad, isn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah, it is. Reminds me of that consultation I did where I had to sit on the patio, sit on the pavement. No, I, I think, I don't think we've talked about it, what happened? It was a basset hound I went to see and um, it was a toilet training and the house oh. looked so bad, I had to say to her because it was hurting my nose and everything, I had to say, can we go in the garden? And she said no. <gasps> so we had to go and sit on the, on the street, on the pavement. Wow. Did another consult this week outside in the baking heat, stood on the driveway, didn't My get invited God. in the house. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't know. don't know why we stood on the drive, yeah. Thankfully, what I've got into the habit now, when I go out, I take, I keep in the freezer, I keep, um, I freeze bottles of water. So when I'm out in the heat, gradually the, it like defrosts. Yeah. Yeah, so it's really nice. So luckily I had a bottle of water in the car, but yeah, didn't get off to drink, stood on the drive. Hey-ho. Wow. Hope, hope they don't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> How interesting. Yeah, it's have strange. You, have you not put frozen fruit in your water? No. What, like what? Like what? Strawberries? Yeah, yeah, and blueberries and stuff. No. Oh, you should. So when you, when you freeze your bottle of water... Yeah, and fruit in it, and then freeze the whole lot together. And then what? When you when you're drinking your water, you get a great big blueberry. <laughs> well, y- yes, but if you chop a strawberry up, you'll end up like strawberry flavored water. Yes, I suppose so. I could just put a bit of cordial in it, couldn't I? <laughs> well, you could like me. I I like the cordial. No, I actually quite like water. I never used to. I really like water, which is quite bizarre, isn't it? No, because you know me, I always drink loads of water. Yeah, see, I've never really liked it. I've never drunk a lot of water, but um, now I really quite like water. Uh-huh. Which is good. It's very good. It's very good for you. It's good. It's good. I also like wine. <laughs> Just not uh, so don't good. do wine. No, not so good, is it? <clears throat> well, apparently red wine's supposed to be good for you. Ish. Yeah, I think there's, a, yeah, it depends on the quantity, doesn't it? I think it depends on the quantity. Yeah. I did, funnily enough, years ago, I was, well, not that long ago, I was in M&S um, doing some, buying some food and um, a woman in front of me, she was buying, she bought um, you know, about six or eight bottles of red wine and because uh-huh. um, it was on sale. And she uh-huh. said her and her friend have, um, her friend comes around at four o'clock every day and they have a glass of wine, sometimes two glasses but never three. <laughs> so I said, well, that's, that's a tip for good. She's, I said to her, did you drink much when you were younger? She said, oh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is it, um, thingy bookie, bugget. Oh, hi, Synth. Yeah. Was it her who just said just the one? Was it her who said just the one? No, just the one, Mrs. Wembley. Yeah, yeah. That was in, that was some sitcom with, um, Oh, what's that? What's his name? Was in Minder. Arthur Daly. No, no, the other. Um, Dennis oh, Waterman. Dennis Waterman. And I didn't even Google that. That came a, out of the brain. It was a sitcom with Dennis Waterman, which was called. <laughs> oh, Google is your friend. Yeah, Dennis Waterman sitcom. Um, yeah, just the one, Mrs. Oh, on the up. 
On the off. I remember that. He was a driver, wasn't he? Yeah, chauffeur, wasn't he? And then um, Mrs. Bembley. (laughs) Is that um, June Sims? Huh? June Sims? Joan Sims. Joan Joan Sims played Mrs. Wembley. She was in Carry On, some of the Carry On films. Remember the Carry On films? Do you, right, what was your favourite Carry On film? Oh, God, probably Carry On. I I was going to say Carry (laughs) On. Spit it out. Carry On Camping, probably. Carry On Camping? Yeah, what's yours? Carry On at the Kaiba. Oh, is it? No, I don't like stuff like that. No, I like Carry On Camping. (laughs) That was where she did... um, the I must I must improve my bus and her bra fell off, isn't it? That's it, yeah. That's it. There's another one as well. There's another one where they go camping. I don't know what that's called. Carrying up the Kaiba was, I think that's the one where um I mean that was the one where it was like the devils and skirts and they all had to that they all had to lift their kilts up to show the wind when any knickers under them, any any pants under them. <laughs> and then also there was the bit where I can't remember her name, she was the young gorgeous one who or was that Karen at the jungle? Anyway, there was one where um, she went off on the train on her own and all of the men were kind of smooching with her or whatever. And yeah. um, she kept saying, oh, that's a funny way to, to crimp my ticket. And stuff. Oh! <laughs> you remember that? Because, <laughs> like, yeah. the travel inspector, the train inspector came in, the train train guy, ticket guy came in and um, she was in the carriage. And he said, are you travelling alone? And she said, yes. And he turned, all the lights went off and I went in the tunnel and trying, oh, that's a funny way to... <laughs> punch my ticket <laughs> and it was like those gags all the way through we used to they wouldn't do it now but um, no. when we were in the junior school so under 11 I think it's between 8 and 11 is the junior school and um, once a month we used to have a film night oh really they show, yeah they used to show a film once a month and we had like the little tuck shop and and it was it was the carry on films. They wouldn't do it now for like under elevens. And yeah, no, remember in the in the hall in the junior school, Mr. Hepburn was one of the teachers who used to run it. He was great. Mr. Hepburn was great. And um yeah, the little we used to they used to have all the chairs out, the teachers would be all the way around the outside, you know, what monitoring and they'd have the big uh, the old film reel projector thing oh really oh wow yeah and they used to i mean we're going back a long time ross you know like we're going back long before you were born my god that's really scary that is blooming scary that is so it would have been before you were born so i would have been like nine or ten i'm ten years older than you yeah wow and, and we used to sit in the hall and, and we had like the little cartons of juice and the little chuck shop but it would have like an intermission you know and we'd go and we'd get where hmm Wow, it's amazing. Did you used to have little bottles of milk at school? We, we did. I can, Mrs. Barker. It was warm, wasn't it? Warm milk. It was always warm. It was always yeah. disgusting with a straw. And yeah. Mrs. Barker was my first teacher in junior school. She was amazing. She was all lined. And um, I think I mentioned in one of the books, actually, she was one of the teachers where she was so kind and gentle, but you wouldn't dare cross her. She was so, yeah. she had like a backbone of steel, you know, and... Um, not like Mrs. Parmenter, who used to grab, she used to have like a French bun, a really big French high, yeah, whatever it was. And she used to have these really, really long painted nails. And if you did anything wrong, she'd grab you by your ear. Oof. 
with her nails and lead you with her nails by the ear. Not that I had it happen very often because I'm bloody hurt, but she would like lead you by her nails and escort you wherever she wanted you. You, you wouldn't put up a fight because she just... No. <laughs> <laughs> you were impaled on her nails, you know. That was Mrs. Palmina. Mrs. Barker was lovely. She, she oh. was lovely. She was just, you know, everybody's favourite granny, really, is what you could imagine. But Did you have the cane? Do that. Sorry? Did you have the cane get hit? I had the cane a couple of times in senior school. Yeah. Smoking. Oh, was it smoking? Oh, yeah. They used to do... We used they to... the premises. Uh, we used to get walloped with a um, ruler. I got I got the cane. Um, one of my... When my friend, she went to... Uh, uh, um, Catholic school I think they had the belt we had the cane and I got I was lucky I managed to get my legs out of the way one of the teachers in woodwork um we were waiting to go in and he was the head of technical drawing and he caught us all standing outside being rowdy outside in senior school not the junior school in the senior school and he had a hand he had like a bunch of rulers metal and wooden in his hand Oof. And we wouldn't stop. And he just went straight up the line on everybody's legs with all the rulers. Luckily, my legs were behind my friends. So I, I missed it. Oh, God. But the teachers yeah. were really rough. I mean, I knew we were getting shoved up against the wall by teachers. and Oh, yeah, they used to do that. They used to throw blackboard, black, blackboard rubbers at you. Yeah. You know, and you, you learn how to duck, didn't you? Yeah, they always used to do it if you were chatting at the back or something. Oh, like, God, yeah. Yeah. No, whatever they had in the hand at you. You don't get that. Of course, talk about doing 180. It's completely different now, isn't it? That's ridiculous now. You can't even tell kids they've got nits, apparently, in case they get offended. Did you have anything like that at your school, like the film shows or anything? No. Um, I don't remember that. In all honesty, I don't remember a great deal about school. I mean, I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it. I didn't, I hated the food. I used to dread lunch times. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, really didn't like school at all. So I don't have really sort of happy memories or, yeah, I don't remember doing anything really nice. I remember I used to have to play the recorder, did you? Yeah, I played the recorder. Well, I couldn't play it and I didn't understand. And I used to try and hide it and say, I've forgotten it. I remember one day, <clears throat> hid it under the bench. I was like, oh, sorry, I haven't got my recorder. I can't do that. And then some horrible little kid went and found it. It's like, oh, here it is. Here's Ross's record. Because they had your name on the horrible, a horrible gold bag that it <laughs> Your blooming name on it. Oh, here it is. Oh, good. You can join in and not know what you're doing. <laughs> How funny. Yeah. How yeah. funny. No, no, I hated school. I, I, I went home. I went home for school dinner, so I didn't have that issue. Oh, were you allowed? No, I wasn't allowed that. We... Um, no, no, that was horrible. Well, we were allowed it when we were younger, I suppose. We could go home, but... No, you know, we, my... I didn't, didn't live that far. Junior school was around the corner. Infants was around the corner. Senior school was about a 15-minute walk. Oh, see, I remember my gran used to take me to school quite a lot. She'd walk me to school. Uh-huh. And then in the window, <clears throat> opposite the classroom in the window, was the menu for what you're having today. Mm-hmm. And I always remember her reading it, too, and I was thinking, oh, no, dreadful. <laughs> Horrible, horrible food. Spam fritters and... <laughs> you don't like spam fritters. God's sake. Oh, that, the food was absolutely <laughs> dreadful. We had those great big jugs, you know, them blue jugs of water, warm water. 
They always had bogeys in. We, we would say, oh, oh no. Blue cups. Oh, it was really rancid. And occasionally, as a special treat, they'd do this milkshake, pink, bright pink milkshake, <laughs> strawberry. <laughs> Didn't taste of anything. It was, and that was a treat. That was, oh, we got milkshakes. So, our, our food was better than that. It was vile. It was absolutely, you used to have to queue up, dollop it on your plate. Oh, yeah, the, I could, oh, the times when I did say it's scolding us, the only thing I didn't like was the tapioca. Oh, but do you know what? Like frog spawn. It was disgusting. It was disgusting. And then we'd have like, we used to have pink custard as well. Like, I remember the pink custard. Oh, God, no. Horrid. The look on your face is just classic disgust. Yeah, well, they were disgusting. The only one thing I liked, they used to have, we had chocolate haystacks. No. Which were little balls, round balls, like a bit bigger than a golf ball. Almost like, it was like um, cornflakes, like little bits of cornflakes. Oh, like cornflake cake. Chocolate. A bit like a cornflake cake, but softer. Um, that was the only thing I liked, if we had haystacks. But of course, you'd have to plough through a cottage pie or something <laughs> I mean, who wants... I don't know if we ever had any vegetarian. It wasn't very common vegetarians and things there. We certainly didn't have any vegans. But I don't know... I suppose there was an option to have salad or something. <laughs> the look on your face. I remember that... I you remember, like a bucket? <laughs> yeah, we should really stop talking about that. I mean, that tapioca, that turned my stomach when you said that. Oh, I just think about that turned my stomach. Oh, it's gross. Explodes on your tongue. Horrible. No, it's better. When we went, when I went to a upper school, you could take your packed lunch. Okay. That, mind you, that was never particularly nice either. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. My mum, she used to make brown bread... Uh-huh. Jam sandwiches. Oh, lovely. Oh, no. And you'd open, they were in a plastic bag in your box with a bag of ready salted crisps and a penguin <laughs> biscuit. <laughs> Tesco, Tesco's own crisps, about six of them in a packet. And um, they're all the, by lunchtime, the sandwiches were warm and stuck on the front of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> But at least you knew what you were getting. At least you knew it wasn't spam fritters. <laughs> no, I used to go home and um, Fridays were the best day. Fridays were the best because me and my mate Nick, we used to walk home together. Me and him used to go to school. He lived around the corner from me and me and Nick used to go to school. And on a, on a Friday, we used to finish school at 12, 10 to 12. And we used to literally race home as quickly as we could. This is a senior school because mm. Clockback Castle was on at 12 o'clock, which is this really, really silly cartoon. And but also my mum used to go food shopping on a Saturday, on a Friday. Oh wow. Yeah, I know. And so she'd be back from Jarrah from doing her shopping. And we used to have, I always used to have um a bit of study cake, which is like a thick unleavened bread with yeah. a Greg's cheese, onion, and tomato pasty inside of it. So I'd have like a cheese and onion pasty in a study cake with butter. Wow. Amazing. That was my treat. That was the Friday. That was Wow. What did you have the rest of the days then? Just a sandwich. Yeah. Can't remember. Sandwiches, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Go home and have a cheese sandwich or something. Yeah. 
Funny, I don't remember having a cheese and sat. A I only remember <laughs> I used to smoke then as well. So you used to like, go out and have a cigarette on the way back to work, back to school. Oh, did you? No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't smoke when I had jam sandwiches. I don't think. Did you know? No, a bit after that. No, I was smoking from all the way through senior school. I smoked. Well, I think I was about fourteen. I started smoking. I think. Did you? Mm. No, I was younger than that. Oh dear, no. Not good. That's not a good example for people, is it? No. But I, well, I gave up a long time ago, so that's okay. No, it's all right, isn't it? Apparently, all of the effects of smoking should be well gone from my body. Yeah, you gave up a long time ago, didn't you? Yeah, it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. No bad habits now, then. Oh, no. <laughs> no bad habits at all. No. No, 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 definitely not. No <laughs> oh, I think sometimes you do protest too much. <laughs> <laughs> my my bad habit is Ben and Jerry's. Yeah, that's all right. There's a lot worse you could do than that, isn't there? Yeah, don't drink, don't smoke. Just give me a big bar of Ben and Jerry's. And I'll be no, happy. that's good. That's much better, much better. Mm. Yeah, it's very good. So what are you up to the rest of the week then? Um, oh, Craigie, uh, sunbathing. what sunbathing? No, I will be doing the garden at some point. Um, I was supposed to go out this afternoon, but I've just cancelled it when we were on because my eyes are too bad. I need to go and get something on my eyes. I can't, you know, struggling. Um, have you got oh, like a cool pat, a cool mask? Yeah, like I'll an eye mask. Put some, I'll put some Optrex on iPads and just. Yeah. Do you ever put cucumbers on there? No. No. I take it sliced cucumbers. <laughs> you have to. I was going to say you do have to slice it first. Apparently, <laughs> cold cold tea bags are supposed to be really good for your eyes. Yeah, I think anything nice, anything cold is nice. Isn't uh-huh. it? Mm. But I just. It's really funny when you look at them in the light and you look at them, you can actually see the dry patches on them. Oh, no, I don't. I don't really like looking at eyes anyway. Not very good at Oh, eyes. you don't like much, do you? You don't like eyes. You don't like school dinners. You don't like birds. No. You don't like... Ooh. Oh, you're making me sound dreadful. Um, what do I like? Ooh. I like you. There you are. <laughs> Without any um any encouragement at all. all. <laughs> <laughs> no prompting required. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Bits and bobs, what are you doing? Yeah, bits and bobs, couple of clients, couple of zooms, um, 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 um report writing, student work, marking, social media. Sending out, we've now got six new accredited pregnant dog instructors. Wowzers, that's good, isn't it? Oh, good. What did you get them? them. Sorry? What did you get them? I can't tell you because I haven't got them yet. Oh, okay. Oh, that's exciting for them then, isn't it? Exciting. They'll get the, they've got the manuals and and a bait going out. I'm just waiting for them to arrive uh, and then they'll go out. Nice. Oh, that's very good. Very exciting for them. Yeah, congratulations to all of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll put an announcement out um, at some point this week and a big announcement on Facebook and all that lot. But no, great, yeah. great, great, great. Good stuff. Good stuff. Do you reckon you might go to crafts next year? Have a stand? 
Um, I don't, I don't know. Um, when we contacted the kennel club, it's like they said it'll only be the people who've had stands previously that they'll consider at the minute. Well, I suppose it all depends what's going on, doesn't it? It doesn't look very good again with all this COVID, does it? No, no, it doesn't. But we're, we're thinking about going to the game fair instead, actually. So um, maybe it's the CLA game fair next year instead. Yeah, is that outside? Yeah. yeah. It's this weekend. It's this weekend. CLA, where's that then? Oh, it toggles between <coughs> Ragley Hall and I can't remember the other place. Mm. So it's a different place each year. It toggles between these two big country manor things. So. I think yeah. I've been. I think I've been eh? to one. I think I've been to one. It's huge. It is massive. The again, but it's huge. So did I, meet, did I meet you there once? Was that in Blenheim Palace or something? Yes. Was that the CLA Game Fair? Yes, that was the CLA Game Fair. Yeah. Yeah, because we bumped in here, didn't we? Yeah, we met there. Yeah, that's a CLA. So yeah. it's Blenheim and Ragley, I think. Is it? That doesn't sound right. It's Blenheim and anyway, that's this weekend. So we'll probably do that instead, which I suppose is um, more appropriate because of being gun dog training. Yeah, it's a busy place as well, isn't it? Funnily enough, I was going to go, I was supposed to go to Blenheim Palace. I had a dog show there recently. It is Ragley Hall. It is Ragley Hall and Blenheim Palace. Sorry, go on. No, I was going to go to Blenheim Palace. I've got a friend of mine, um, Jenny, she's... Um, she lives not far from there. And she said, oh, I'm going to go to the dog show with the kids. And I said, oh, I'll come bring the puppy. Uh-huh. And um, I spoke to her on the phone the other day. And I said, oh, I'll see you in a couple of weeks anyway for that dog show. And she said, no, it was last weekend. <laughs> 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 so we didn't go to that. <laughs> How funny. Yeah, never mind. How funny. Right, I'm going to, I think we should um, stop talking. Because it'll yeah, be shut up. a long time. Yeah, go and get your eyes sorted. I'm going to get my eyes sorted out. I'm going to get the puppy out. I'm going to feed him. He's not a puppy anymore. He's now six months old. Can you believe that? Six months. Uh-huh. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, uh-huh. amazing. Well, calendar-wise, he'll be six months next week. But time-wise, he is um, 26 weeks, I think. Must be. Hooger's 19 weeks. 25 weeks. It's 25 weeks today. 19, 20, 21, 22, 24, 25. Yeah, six weeks difference. Yeah. So so he's six months next. Wow. There we go. Not wow, puppy. wow, wow. Not a puppy anymore. He's having, yeah, time of his life. The boy. He's lying on his, in his crib with his legs in the air. Oh, nice, isn't it? Yeah, I've got to go and get Hoogie Boogie out and... Um, yeah, nearly lunchtime. Okay, right. I shall see you next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Bye. Indeed. Bye bye.